TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to a Wednesday version of the TalkZone.com. It is two guys at a mic. Marquise Carmen joining me here for a Wednesday version of the break. Lots to talk about. Big weekend of sports coming up. Some college hoops from last night. And we got the baseball action, too. Apparently the general managers, the people in the know in the world of baseball, Mark, gathering in the beautiful city of Indianapolis. For some uh, big trades, nothing major has happened yet, but that's where all the baseball action is in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. How are you, my friend? I'm great, Coach. Great to be here. Happy Wednesday to you. Always good to be in on a hump day. My favorite day of the week, the hump day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Our producer, David Olson, uh, always told me every day is a hump day. That is a great uh, philosophy and one that I clearly endorse, and David Olson <laughs> is a brilliant man. You're talking about the winter <laughs> meetings, Coach, and... Uh, you know, I wasn't that upset about Curtis Granderson going to the Yankees as mm-hmm. a Cub fan, but I read Phil Rogers right now out of the Chicago Tribune. Mm-hmm. Guy just sent me into a massive depression. <laughs> Thinks that the Cubs missed the big boat on Curtis Granderson. Great guy, clubhouse leader, a leadoff man, center fielder, basically exactly what the Cubs need. Mm-hmm. And uh, they supposedly tried to make a deal with Brian Cashman and the New York Yankees, but didn't have enough to get it done, and now the rich get richer. Curtis Granderson to the Yanks. Not only do they lose them, but as you uh, stated, they lose them to the New York Yankees. Both our Chicago teams looking for leadoff guys. You want to talk a little baseball on a freezing cold Wednesday, wherever you might be. Call it from, but we're right here for you at 888-463-6748. That's our phone number here. You can email us at mike2guys at aol.com. Mark, I had a bad dream, woke up about 4 o'clock in the morning and thought I heard a rumor that Milton Bradley was seen leaving Tiger Woods' compound about 2.30 in the morning. That would be a great look. Milton probably, you know, maybe Tiger should be calling up Milton right now and getting some advice as to uh, how to handle. You know, number 11 came out today, Coach. Did you see that? (laughs) No, really? Yeah, number 11 came out. Number 11 is not Milton Bradley. I'm assuming you're referring to the roster of one uh, Tiger, Mr. Eldrick Woods. Tiger and Little Tiger apparently have been having a lot of fun uh, during this golf career. And uh, number 11 came out. She's and who is uh, number 11? I don't have the name in front of me, and if, if we uh, we probably could find on there. Yeah. It's nice you, that they all have numbers. I appreciate that. Yeah, she's probably maybe a, she feels like she should be 8, but she's 11. Mm-hmm. She is a porn star really? and uh, has made some money in the adult entertainment world. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, the second out of the 11, the second that have rendezvoused into the adult film industry. Right. So, Tiger, it's interesting because... He'll go your regular uh, mm-hmm. chick who doesn't go adult entertainment and mm-hmm. maybe has a day job. And then he'll go adult entertainment. <laughs> he'll go full-on professional. Uh-huh. and Which, kind of which rem- can be a day job also. As you know, many adult films made, not during the night, but they're during the day. Have you ever heard the... Seldom known fact. Absolutely. And have you ever heard the Chris Rock joke about uh, <laughs> the suicide bombers? This is a terrible taste, but it's pretty funny. Chris Rock suicide bombers. He's like, you know, I I, I kind of get the suicide bomber deal. You you fly into the building and you get seventy two virgins and and that's exciting and all. But 
you know, after one, two, three, four, five, six virgins, wouldn't you want a pro? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying that Tiger, it's good that, you know, Tiger's got the regular, but he wants yeah. a porn star in there, too. He wants a pro. I never analyzed the 72 virgins thing, but now come to think of it, when you break it down like that, you're right. Yeah, I know, and it, it probably offends... Uh, 72 might be a little bit of overkill. Right. You want, I mean, at some point, you want to go professional. Yeah, I think that Tiger has done a great job in mm -hmm. choosing different uh, entities for which to have a uh, little tiger fun. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we shouldn't make light of this. It's terrible, mm -hmm. and I take everything back that I said. Now, our Facebook specialist, our Twitter specialist, Big John Palladia, sent out a uh, Facebook tweet today to our listeners, and I believe one of them said, no tiger and no Notre Dame coach talk. Join us here on the thetalkzone.com, and already we have broken that particular tweet. Yeah, I didn't, have, to resist that. I didn't get the memo from Palladia, and I apologize for that. It's probably my fault. But, um, and since we already talked Tiger, I'll I once again apologize to John. But getting into Notre Dame, oh. Brian Kelly. Yes. You like that hire? Well, it's not a hire yet. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a hire. Mm -hmm. Sounds very strong. I mean, you look at the guy's uh, record with the different teams. First of all, just what he's done at Cincinnati is amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cincinnati, I talked about this with another co host. I can't. Keep track of who's been in when. Two guys that have mic the revolving chair. Was it Brady Mark Stiff? Carmine <laughs> sitting in that Brady Stiff going to be on Friday's show, by the way. Make sure you tune in for that. <laughs> Matt Timon. Oh, look at that. We're firing on our fellow co-hosts. Have things gone that way? Brady Stiff, by the way, was not seen walking out of Tiger Woods' house at 2.30, I hope. Was Neil No Stones Malone there? <laughs> I love No Stones Malone. No Stones Malone, by the way, is at the winter meetings. We've had a, really? Yeah, we could call up No Stones and try to get a live. We should do that because many of our female listeners uh, who heard them the first couple of times are asking, where is co-host No Stones Malone's? Don't turn off two guys at a mic today. We will bring you No Stones live from the winter meetings in Indianapolis. I tried to get No Stones to uh, book a guest or two for us. Uh -huh. No Stones. Had no Liv stones. Living up to his nickname. He, he huh? came right with it. It's outstanding. Why is he there? A professional business, or is he just lonely and hoping to meet a uh, single general manager? Possibly. It's, it is a multiple uh, use trip, if you will, coach. He's <laughs> a. He's looking for a job, I believe. B. Okay. He's looking for women. C. He's extremely <laughs> bored at his parents' place. So it's a three lot. And that's why No Stones has gone to Indianapolis for the winter meetings of 2009. It's actually not a bad one, two, three. I might try it myself next year. There's no doubt about it. You need something in your life, and I think the baseball winter meetings could be exactly oh, what you've been goodness. missing. If you want to go to the baseball winter meetings, we'll see if we can send you there. 888-463-6748. The phone number, your favorite team. Who are they picking up? Who might they trade? There hasn't been a whole lot of action going on. You mentioned Curtis Granderson, our guy, by the way. I call him our guy. Even though he didn't grow up in Chicago, he played at the, I don't think he did. He grew up in Louisiana, but he played at the University of Illinois, Chicago. Right. And we were one of the first to notice this kid out of a, I wouldn't exactly call UIC a, a tremendous baseball school. Right. I mean, it's not Arizona State, it's not LSU, but all of a sudden we kept hearing uh, about a center fielder who plays for UIC, and sure enough, he's become, I don't know, about a full-fledged superstar, but a heck of a player in Major League Baseball would be nice for the Cubs or Sox to get him. But no, the greedy Yankees pull pull the coup. Granderson was the 80th overall pick in the 2002 draft. Coach, I know you know that. Some of the uh, likes that the Cubs picked in front of him, by the way. Bobby Brownlee, remember him? Tremendous Bobby Brownlee, right-hander, never made it. 
he held out. Cubs finally gave him the money. A Luke Haggerty, a Chad Blasco, a Matt Clinton, a Brian DePyrick, a Justin Jones, all picked mm-hmm. ahead of Curtis Granderson. By the way, this off the top of my head, I do yeah. not have a list in front of me. <laughs> I am not reading directly out of Phil Rogers' column. Yeah. Two. <laughs> In the Chicago Tribune. Yes. Two of those five guys, by the way, are uh, sitting next to Neil St- No Stones Malone's right now in the bar at the hotel in Indianapolis. You know, That's how far their career is going. You know who else is sitting next to him? Who? Felix P.A., who the Orioles are trying to trade. Another former Cub prospect ah. that turned nothing. This, listen to this one. The Nationals have signed former White Sox flop Jerry Owens to a minor league deal, mm-hmm. and the Orioles are trying to deal former Cub Felix P.A. Wow. Where are they trying to deal him to exactly? And I liked Felix P.A., by the way. I thought the Cubs made a mistake on him. I thought they brought him up way too soon. Mm -hmm. The second any Cub prospect gets to the majors and you hear they have a long swing, they're done. Mm -hmm. Swing's too long. How does a guy get to the majors and then they realize that, well, you know, he swings too long. Probably i got to work on that. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't that have been worked on in the AAA, AA, single-A, rookie ball league uh, type of situation? Cubs need to get that straight. believe that would be correct, and you could say that at Al for Corey Patterson and a few others along the way. Quite a few. Yeah, Sean Dunstan was one of those guys with a long swing. Swung at bad pitches, but somehow he stuck for a storied 12-year career, one of my all-time favorites. Major League Baseball players, because of his hustle and desire, even if he did drive me crazy, swinging at pitches way out of the strike zone. Dunstan was so talented that he could get away with his, or he was able to get away with not having a great command of the strike Mm -hmm. zone. But the only guy, base hit up the middle, little dribbler, Sean Dunstan, rounding first, turning on the burners, diving headfirst into second base. If you didn't love Sean Dunstan, you weren't a baseball fan. Ground Mm -hmm. ball in the hole, backhanded, leaping up in the air, firing it across with a cannon. I love Dunstan, too. Mm -hmm. Dunstan, Dawson, Kerry Wood, my three favorite Cubs of all time. Only people that might not like Sean Dunstan would be those that play first base. That's true. (laughs) You know how many errors Mark Grace saved Sean Dunstan? That might have been his greatest asset to the Cubs. Yeah. Never was a huge Mark Grace guy. A lot of people, uh, particularly women. Who's your favorite mm-hmm. Cub of all time? Mark Grace. It's a, one of my dating rules. When I still mm-hmm. want somebody says they're a big Cub fan, which turns me on, of course. Yeah. I say, who's your favorite Cub? If they go Grace or Sandberg, mm-hmm. I'm done. That's it. Does that apply to the male regime too? Because I would list Mark Grace among my top favorite five Cubs of all time. I apologize, but no, I, I, you are a Grace type of guy. Well, I, I liked Mark Grace for this particular reason. I'm all about attitude and approach to the game. Mark Grace uh, was competitive. He competed. Yeah. And I think I've said this before on other shows, during the many bad years that the Cubs have, I would remember games late o- not late October, I wish, <laughs> late August and during September when the Cubs were completely out of it. Mm-hmm. And Mark Grace would be the only one. During just a regular season game against the Montreal Expos, the Houston Astros, it's four to three in the seventh inning, and he's standing on the railing, cheering his teammates on, firing up the batter, can you know, uh, pumping his fist for a base hit by the player. So even when there was no pennant at stake, he stayed competitive. He competed. He enjoyed the game. He was consistent. Played each and every day. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the artwork of a Mark Rice. Most doubles. As did many females in Chicago, apparently. I believe he had the, I enjoyed him for different reasons, though. He was a very attractive man, yes, but you liked his play on the field. Can I, can I try to shoot some holes into it and try to change your opinion here? Okay. Never hit home runs, and I know you don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Never drove in over 100 runs. Smoked a ton. Drank a ton. Never lifted a <laughs> weight in his life. Uh-huh. Was a company guy, never really called out the ball club for stuff that they weren't doing, mm-hmm. which I think maybe, you know, sometimes the management could have used that. Uh, that's about it. That's all I got. Um, didn't change your mind at all? On the positive side, he was one of those rare athletes who would on occasion, a quote-unquote date, 
the uh, unattractive, possibly the heavy set woman. I always appreciated that. He did. Lo- he was big on a streak buster. He needed a slump buster every now and then. Would take on the uh, <laughs> the less than attractive female. That was the rumor. We don't know this, of course. We are only two guys in a mic on the yeah. TalkZone.com. Well, hopefully, at about uh, ten forty today, when Neil No Stones Malone's calls in, we're going to get the inside story on a Mark Gray's dating life. I definitely <laughs> did see Mark Grace in the locker room many times back in the day uh, and when I was covering for the Naked Truth about sports, by mm-hmm. the way, Coach. And Mark Grace was the Naked Truth. He, mm-hmm. did, uh, he didn't really care who was in that locker room, male or female. He was going to do his thing. Mm-hmm. So God bless him <laughs> for that. And, uh, you know, he look, bottom line, Mark Grace, huge hit for the Arizona Diamondbacks, helped him yep. win a World Series in, yep. what was that, 2001, I believe. Mm-hmm. He, Bob Brenly led... Diamondbacks guy Nothing leave like. guy plays his whole career with the Cubs forever and leaves for one year World Series champion no biggie <laughs> <laughs> how sickening is that oh don't rub it in Chicago talk here eight 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 four six three six seven four eight we're trying to avoid talking about our Chicago Bulls you got a team out there you want to uh, complain about your particular ball club you want to cry on a shoulder me and Carm the coach and the Carm right here for your god forbid you want to talk some positives on one of your team let's hear from somebody doing good right now we're in chicago our bulls just lost to the nets it won in 19 over their last 20 games the bears have pretty much tanked it for the season we need some optimism we need some positives somebody from another city possibly one of the other countries as you know uh, mark our show being hurt i try to say this at least once a show because it makes me feel good we are being hurt right now in seven different continents and also parts of lower Arizona. How are we doing in India? Have we registered any in the... Uh... India? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad? Surprisingly well. We're, uh, we're registering? N- neighboring countries, not as good, but surprisingly we've made a, a bit of a boost. The TalkZone.com in India. I'm not quite sure why, but uh, thank goodness for those fine listeners. Limitless potential this show. We can go anywhere. Two guys in a mic on the mm-hmm. TalkZone.com. By the way, Coach, before we get off baseball and get into the Bulls... <laughs> I thought you were going to say before we go off base. That's You're about 14 minutes too late for that discussion. Yeah, no, we, we passed that one. J.J. Putz, the putzer. Yes. Is it Putz or Putz? It is, uh, it's not Putz, it's Putz. Putz. Yes. Both the Cubs and White Sox are interested yeah, in him. That's not good. And why not? He's coming off elbow surgery, and he went 1-4 and four with a 5.22 ERA. Last yep. time I checked, I'm not a baseball expert, but that's not too good. Sounds like uh, it's worth one year, $3 million. Yeah, exactly. How about Kerry Wood, by the way, possibly on the move? Would you want Woody back? Yeah. You'd take him back. Not for $10 million, but I'd like Kerry Wood back. Very People are very anxious to spend, or I don't think anxious is the right word, very carefree mm-hmm. to spend the owner's money. The Chicago Cubs now in, in our fine city, we have new owners. Supposedly with the deep pocketbooks, the Tribune Company before them spent a lot of money, not wisely, but they spent a fair amount of money. But it's amazing how people are talking about, well, just, just get rid of Milton Bradley. All the, with the, the smart thing to do is eat the $21 million, get rid of the cancer, and I hate calling anybody a cancer. I think there are some positives with the Milton Bradley. But, uh, you know, eat the $21 million and let's move on for next year. Well, it's easy for us to say, not so easy. I don't care how rich you are, Mark. Mm-hmm. Not so easy to eat, quote-unquote, $21 million. Would not disagree with that, Coach, and I, as an extremely non-rich man, I can't relate. But when you... When they suspended Milton Bradley for 15 games and the entire Cubs clubhouse came out basically and said, thank God this guy's out of here, these guys are good dudes, Coach. I mean, Ryan Terrio, 
Reed Johnson, who went up and talked to him, Ryan Dempster. These mm-hmm. are all winning type of players who yep. are good clubhouse guys. Yep. And if they're coming out and saying that this guy, I, I believe the exact comment was, I didn't think one guy could ruin an entire clubhouse, but I was proven wrong. Well, at that point, it's in your best interest as a businessman to not have that negative influence mm-hmm. in your clubhouse. So the Cubs are forced to get rid of him. Now, how much... How much, uh, you know, a little poker can they play? Try to wait it out mm-hmm. and see if they can only eat, say, 13 million instead of 16 million of it. I mean, you're talking about three million dollars, which in the grand scheme of baseball is, in, in Cubs right. baseball, it's not that much. Maybe we could take some offers here at thetalkzone.com. If you're listening in another city, what would you offer us? Doesn't even have to be a baseball player. We are open. Uh, we'll pass the word on to Tom Ricketts. We got some ins with the Ricketts family. Not Tom in particular, but I believe uh, possibly uh, one of the Ricketts' uh, nieces, maybe, that a Mark Carmen might get friendly with. The only here, here's, here's my solution to it. But offer, you, offer us a deal. Yeah. Offer us a deal over the air here, 888-463-6748. Could be a baseball player, could be another sport, could be an inanimate object. We're looking for something. We need something for our guy, Milton Bradley. I got a better way to do it here that just came to me, a big epiphany, Coach. This is what I want to do. Instead of spending the $21 million or the $18 million to get rid of him, why don't they just build an auxiliary clubhouse, mm-hmm. the Milton Bradley Clubhouse? So he's out of the Cubs clubhouse. <laughs> he goes to his own room. Uh-huh. He just is relegated there. That room has a direct tunnel that goes underneath the stadium. It's it pops him up idea. in right field, pops him up, <laughs> and then he goes back in. And then when he goes to hit, the same thing, he's in his own area. That would be a more efficient this way of, of doing the money. Just create his own Milton Bradley clubhouse. And do the same thing on the road if you can't. Pay these teams. Look, we're going to yeah. have Milton Bradley stay at the hotel right across the street. Mm-hmm. We need a bellhop to take him out to the field every inning mm-hmm. and to the plate. Not only have you saved the Cubs, I'm going to venture the hotel costs and the special build at Wrigley Field, maybe a million total. So you yeah. have now saved the Chicago Cubs $20 million. You've also created a way to keep the good locker room persona at uh, Wrigley Field and what the Cubs are on and off the road. Brilliant, brilliant idea from the car. And you also have to look long-term here. You know that the Cubs are going to make these same mistakes again. Yes. And they'll, now they'll have the system already built the, in. The bad attitude locker room. Right. They'll have it there. It'll yeah. be something they can lean on. Or even one of the good attitudes now, if they happen to go bad for a couple of weeks, you right. send them over with Milton for a couple of weeks. I love the tunnel idea, by the yeah. way. The, <laughs> a this, little, like an elevator, a little escalator. Through the bowels of Wrigley Field. Yeah, Milton, we'll even give you a, a, a moving crosswalk. We'll talk to <laughs> the the moving walkway is now ending, Milton. You go sit down and and break whatever you want to break. Exit now for right field. All right fielders, exit. It's a it's a phenomenal idea. That's what they need to do with Milton. Yeah. And by the way, get Ricketts on the phone. I think he wants to hear this conversation. We're going to pass it along to him, Coach. We can send him a link, right? Any truth to the rumor that you once, in fact, did have a date? With a uh, female member of the Ricketts family. I did go to the Tom Ricketts press conference ah. when he was introduced. Okay. And interestingly enough, I was, uh, I did meet his, you know, his family's very interesting. He's got, uh, th- two brothers and one sister. Right. The sister, uh, is out and is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is, has a. She lady, actually works for a, a, a gay lesbian organization. Right, has yeah. a lady companion. Uh-huh. Incredibly impressive woman. Yeah, was, she was, was very. Yeah. I'd like her run on the Cubs, quite frankly. A- absolutely. And all of the, the family was amazing. Like, yeah. you're sitting down for lunch and 
Todd Ricketts, who's his brother, I'm sitting at a table, mm-hmm. and he comes over and he, he sits down. I don't know how I'm at this table. I'm sitting with, with Pat Hughes and Len Casper. And so Todd Ricketts comes over and says, do you mind if I sit with you guys? Absolutely, Todd. Come on, have a seat. Let's have a, let's share a squash soup. And then he proceeds just to talk about the ball club. And it was, it was, you know, it was so personable compared to, mm-hmm. you know, Tribune ownership and who's up there and who are these guys. So a totally different feel. But mm-hmm. the, uh, so I'm standing on the concourse, coach. I, you know, the press conference is over. I leave. You know, I go up. I walk up the stairs. I take a look at Wrigley Field on a whatever end of October, dreaming that the Cubs were playing and I look mm-hmm. out of the field. I take a picture of it just, you know, just dreaming of a Blackhawks game maybe in a couple months. Absolutely. Whatever. <laughs> dreaming of roller derby. Now they're putting an ice rink, by the way, out in front of the stadium. Oh, they're going to really? charge five bucks. A little public rink. A little public rink. Very nice. Can never stop making money over there. And God bless them for doing that. Hopefully they'll keep ticket prices down, which actually is not happening because ticket prices just went yep. up. Do you see that? $100 for the yep. box seat. They're now 112 yep. Hello, I'm your new owners of the Chicago Cubs. First thing we're going to do, let's raise the tickets from 100 to 120 Which is, well... 112, but that's why right. that's why that the, them eating the money on Milton is a little bit less because you know they just raised ticket price, whatever. They, there's plenty of money flowing over. At any rate, coach, I come down from taking the picture. I feel like I'm a little sneaky doing that. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do that. It's okay, no big deal. But there he is, Tom Ricketts, walking down the aisle with his with his handler, uh, our main guy Dennis Culleton, and I'm sitting there. So you know they're walking right up to me, and I just extend the hand, congratulations and. I, I really appreciate you guys consulting me on this purchase. I thought $840 million was a great price, good choice on that. Uh-huh. And uh, so I walked with Ricketts cool. for uh, for about five minutes as he mm-hmm. proceeded over down to the left field line. And mm-hmm. Very, very nice man, Coach. Yeah. I think you'd like him. Down just to earth, just a, just a good guy, yeah. and obviously very, 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 very shrewd businessman. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just like you. Huh? Just like you. Yeah, I haven't met him yet, but I'm sure me and uh, Tommy Ricketts would get along just fine. That would be a fact. We're about the same age, too, right? I think you should come in here, and that should be the goal of this show. One day, Tom Ricketts is going to sit in that seat, currently not occupied, Mm -hmm. and sit here and talk Cubs baseball with you. I got scared. I thought you were pointing to my seat and said the goal is at some point for you and him to be doing a show. No, no, no. All right, it's two guys and a mic. We got an open chair. We got an open mic. You want to join us? We're right here for you. 888-463-6748. Offer us something. Anything, if you're from another city, from Milton Bradley, we're taking on all offers. You can email us at Mike2Guys, that's M-I-C number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. We're user-friendly here on thetalkzone.com. David Olson, our producer. David says it's time to take a break. Mark Carmen, you do not argue with the bodyguard, David Olson. No, we absolutely not, never would, and I'm completely intimidated by him. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone 
and we are indeed back. A beautiful snowy slash slushy day here in the fine city of Chicago. Hopefully, wherever you are listening, you're enjoying slightly better weather than we are having here. It's TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic. Mark Carmen sitting in seat number two today. He's young. He's single. He's eligible. He's very much male. Any females out there, if you're interested, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Carmine. A uh, sports producer, right, for WGN, and uh, you've been with them, what, about two, three years? The world's greatest newspaper, even though it's a radio show. Yes, Coach, that is all accurate. The only thing that's not accurate is that uh, at 36 years old, I don't know if I can be called young anymore. I'm kind of an old, tethering, fading, you better meet somebody in the next couple of days or you got no chance type of guy. So I used to be, you know, when you... At my age, you're still young and very much eligible. You're right. From a different perspective... Right, it's it's the, fading the, rapidly into the sunset. The window is closing, just like the uh-huh. championship hopes of the Chicago Cubs under the currently constituted mm-hmm. Aramis Ramirez, Derek Lee, yeah. Milton Bradley regime. My window is closing, and I'm staring at single for life. David Olson, uh, producer, and any of our morning uh, morning break talk zone fans out there, still one of my greatest television watching moments of all time it was about maybe five six years ago. Mark, my good friend here, uh, Mr. Carmen, among his many many duties, he is a vendor. At the baseball games. Used to. Huh? Used to. Used to be Put a vendor in the at the mirror, baseball coach. game. Mark Thank G. You. Greco, who's a local sportscaster, oh, God, you at the end of up. his sportscast, he does a little 30-second funny. Right? Okay. So I'm just sitting back casually, have a little beverage, you know, the popcorn going 10 o'clock, trying to get the kids to sleep 10, 10 28 for the minute-and-a-half sports report. And Mark G. Greco's little funny for the day is about a vendor. No, who, no, no is asleep in the top row of the stands before the game. And they picture, they pan the whole stadium. There's nobody in us like an hour and a half before the game. And there's a vendor up there completely asleep in the top row. And they're pictured, and I'm thinking, that's pretty funny. That's you know, that's kind of cute. I'm just, you know, the usual G and Greco cute. And then I go, wait a minute. That's Carmen. Mark, it's you. <laughs> the actual story. There you were, right? What do you mean the actual story? That was the actual story. It was very close to it, but I was. it was before the game of a day game, 1 o'clock. And for a vendor at Comiskey Park on a 1 o'clock day game, no one's showing up. It's going to be about 15,000 people. You're going to make $20 and go home. You're questioning your entire life. Why in the world am I here? So I got there at about 11 o'clock. I'm up in the, se- I'm up in the seats, completely miserable about my life. And uh, so I took a snoozer, <laughs> just went to bed, and one of their brilliant cameramen saw the guy sleeping, so he, so he filmed in, it. In full vendor regalia, I might add. In full vendor regalia, the head down, <laughs> drool coming out, completely embarrassing. Channel 7 News. Yeah. I mean, so... Major I, station in Chicago. Right. I'm I'm at a friend's house that night, and my phone is, is he had a, you know, a duplex type of deal there, uh-huh. so, so the phone's downstairs, we're upstairs watching TV, my phone just starts going off, just... One after another, I'm like, what in the world is going on? I go down there, and I look, and I got text messages. Carmen, you were on Channel 7 sleeping. <laughs> you that, always wanted to get your big break on TV. That was you didn't it. know it would be wearing a vendor outfit fast asleep. Dead asleep, Channel 7, <laughs> Gian Greco. Hell, looks Great like it's story. an exciting ball game. Compelling and rich. <laughs> 
as, as embarrassing uh, as it gets, it. Coach. Did your bender, thank you for bringing did, it up. Thank you very much. Did your vendor boss ever uh, question that you? That was the that? other thing because you know I needed that vending gig at the yeah. time, and uh, I was worried I was going to get fired for sleeping yeah. in the seats. Yeah, Mark right. Carmen fired uh-huh. sleeping in the seats caught by uh-huh. Channel Seven Eyewitness News. <laughs> Long as you don't fall asleep on the show, we only have one hour. We got to get to it. Talkzone.com. College hoops yesterday. We got uh, some big bowl games coming up. We could talk about the college football games. It's kind of NFL midweek, but if you're excited about a game coming up this weekend here in Chicago, Mark, it is quote-unquote Packer Week. The excitement level down a few notches because of the way our Bears are playing, but it is the Packers against the Bears. It, hey, you throw out the records when these two teams make coach five and seven. Who yeah, cares? This yeah, is an enormous game on the, the, on the lake the Bears, front. I'd love to throw out the record. Yeah, so no, I... I uh, I think the Bears have a chance, actually, on Sunday. Almost mm-hmm. a decent chance. I think they'll play well. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll be right in the game. All right, so we got all there, all that for you. If you want to check in, talk some sports, jump off the sports page, we're always more than willing to take that on, too. 888-463-6748, the phone number. One of the things we talked about early in the show, Mark Carmen, the baseball meetings going on between the five steak and shakes that surround whatever hotel they are at in the beautiful, fine city of Indianapolis. We are lucky enough to check in with uh, one of our occasional co-hosts and today he does some reporting duty for us down in indianapolis he's been there he's done that he's our guy neil no stones malones joining us on the show neil how are you gentlemen i'm doing well how are you guys neil paint a picture for us are you staying in a motel six i mean is there just bad smelling baseball types (laughs) drinking coffee and looking at each other what actually goes on at the winter meetings on a (laughs) day-to-day Well, worse than a Motel 6, I'm staying on a buddy's couch, but I don't have to pay for it, so I guess that that's a plus. But uh, You said a buddy's house or a buddy's couch? Couch in couch. house. Okay. So, yeah, both, actually. Uh-huh. Is, it, is it a but pull-out? Doesn't pull out. Oh. So, so I'm kind of, I'm working, I'm working with a tough situation, but uh, <laughs> there has been a lot, you know, long days here at the winter meetings, so uh-huh. I haven't had any trouble sleeping, but... Uh, you know, not much action going around here in terms of deals. I'm sure you guys have heard the the Curtis Granderson to the Yankees yep. deal involving some of the other players, but really, uh, in terms of deals, that's that's kind of one of the only ones we've we've really heard about happening here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. There are certainly, uh, you know, everybody who's anyone in the sport is here. Uh, you walk around, depending on what t- hotel you're at, see a lot of the big wigs uh, in baseball, but. Doesn't seem like they're doing much. Going to the bar a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, are you able? I've always heard about the general managers at the bar in the winter meetings. It sounds almost kind of romantic in a certain baseball esque type of way. But can regular yahoos like yourself uh, go to that bar and wander around, rub elbows with some of the fine GMs in baseball? Well, it's it's a little touchy because you need certain passes to go ah. to certain places. But okay. uh, yes, there are there are certain places in the area that people have. You know, run into and even had conversations mm-hmm. with some of the GMs. Uh, a guy who spoke had a great story about a few years ago at the winter meetings. He was approached. He had a Red Sox hat on and got a tap on the shoulder from Brian Cashman. Mm-hmm. Brian Cashman sat down, had a couple drinks with them, and ended up spending really the the rest of the night just kind of uh, having fun with the with the guys. And then they're just you know kids right out of college, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a pretty cool story to hear, and that even involved Brian Cashman dialing up David Wells so the Red Sox guy could talk to him. Wow. So, wow. yeah, th- th- there's possibility for that, but um, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's been pretty quiet this week. No stones. Have you run into a Kenny Williams? There's a rumor out there that the White Sox may very well be in, in, uh, interested in Hideki Matsui. Uh, any Kenny Williams sightings? Have you seen Ozzie Gian? He's a friendly folk, and uh, he's been he's been pictured. Any White Sox news that you could pass along? I have not seen Kenny Williams. I have seen Ozzie Gian. Uh, I do know that you know I've read some things about the happenings this week and involving Hideki Matsui. Probably uh, not going back to the Yankees, especially maybe with this situation with them getting Granderson, just a, another fresh new player that could kind of fill uh, whatever Matsui, you know, the, the place he was going to have. So mm-hmm. uh, not not any confirmed information, but I can certainly me, see that as a possibility. Let me ask you this, and I don't know why I just thought of this weird. You know how we use Paradise on, on Football Fridays, Mark? Yes, I love Paradise. Uh, you know, very sarcastic, and it's a way we, we basically spin dice and have the dice pick against the supposed pros. And the show we used to do, we used to have a football expert on who came in with all this research. And we found uh, no stones, Malones, at our football picks over the years that the beautiful, lovely Paradise just spinning a pair of dice. Her picks were about as good as the pro who did their research and all the other so-called experts. And now I make the quantum leap to the baseball meetings and players you pick up and trades you make. And I guess my question to you and Mark Carmen, longtime baseball guys, no stones, how much of it is, is just a crapshoot? It's just... How, what part does luck play into it? You know, the, the St. Louis Cardinals, what, had to choose between Rich Harden or Brad Penny? You know, how much of it is baseball expertise and how much of it is the spin of the dice? How much of it is just a crapshoot? I, I think it, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is kind of a, a little bit of a crapshoot. Just sort of looking at, at the way they do things around here and just kind of the informal nature of it. I think it's kind of just a bunch of guys throwing ideas out and, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if an agreement is made, then then a move is made. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think there is some planning that goes into it, but at the end of the day, I, I really think it's just some guys sitting down and, mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, informally talk about some stuff, and then maybe if a deal comes up, it's made. So and Then again, yeah. then again to, to argue against myself, Mark, there are teams in the Minnesota Twins, the Anaheim Angels, and the St. Louis Cardinals are three to come to mind that over at least recent years – their personnel decisions, their knowledge of who to bring up and who to trade for without spending tons of money yep. seem to be consistently better. So maybe I'll argue against myself. You need to argue against yourself there, Coach. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so scientific nowadays. they got so many stats and so many situations, and all these guys do. They're, they're, they're math majors. They're MIT guys. They're the JP yeah, but they still But they still fail 47% of the time. Well, right. It's not an exact science. These well, guys that's are my making, point. Right. No, no. I, but I agree with I love arguing against myself because I'm guaranteed to at least have a chance of getting a win, by the way. I do like the way you're on Thank both you. sides of the coin. You're doing a great job. Snowstones, let me ask you about Peter Gammons. Shocking move, leaves ESPN, wow. goes to MLB, the MLB Network. This guy, uh, you know, he was ESPN. A, have you seen Gammons? B, have you felt any reverberation from a Gammons move? We've seen Gammons. Uh, no reverberation really around here, but Peter's still kind of hanging out with Buster Olney and, and all those guys, so it doesn't really seem like he's, you know, Cutting himself off from, you know, the network, but, uh, from ESPN, I should say. But, yeah, I, that's, that's really, that's really odd, and who knows, maybe, uh, maybe Peter Gammons was starting to 
you know, not like the fact that he was sharing the spotlight with Tim Kirkchin and all the other analysts that ESPN seems to hire every week. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like they have a good, solid pool of, you know, 20 guys now that they, they kind of rotate in. Obviously, he was one of the main ones, but um, he's still been, you know, he's been seen around here. He seems like he's doing well. seems like he's having a good time and still hanging out with the ESPN people. And the main reason you're down there, No Stones, of course, is to get a job. And now that Gammons has made the move, have you... <laughs> thought about approaching ESPN in a kind of a circuitous manner, if you will, and saying, look, I'm no Stones Malone, IU graduate, the Hoosiers beat Pitt last night in Madison Square Garden in a game called oh, by yeah. Ben Heisler, and uh, I'm ready to make the move. What do you think? I, I, I think that would be an incredible move, and uh, maybe I should seek out some of the some of the guys from Bristol, some of the executives, so they, mm-hmm. they know that, that maybe... Uh, Maybe I haven't got as many uh, job opportunities as I was hoping uh, when yeah. I was down here. But. Neil, if had no stones, if you need any personal references, you know where to go first. And final one for Coach you. Coach and the I, karma right here for you. We got your back, no stones. Appreciate if, that. If, if, <laughs> you got no chance with us, but uh, we have it here. We'll do the best we can. I write very good <laughs> references, by the way. I got, I got some people that I know over at Best Buy, and you never know what they're looking for. But hey, last one for you. <laughs> yeah. Is maybe a, maybe a customer service representative over there? Any, anything is possible. Yeah, I don't blue know. Blue light special on aisle number seven. Blue yeah. light special aisle seven. Not, I'm Neil Stones Malone's. Can I help you? Nothing wrong with working for a living. We all know that's where we're headed. I know that's where I'm going. But here, Neil, will Milton Bradley be traded by the time you leave Indianapolis and head north and come back to two guys in a mic and and wrestle back into the studio? <laughs> I, I really don't think so. I, I'm getting the sense that there's there's still conflict even within the people closest to the situation that you know there are maybe people that think this guy can really turn it around Mm -hmm. so maybe maybe over time when they give it a little more thought it'll happen but as far as uh you know it happening before things are winding down here in the next few days in indianapolis uh that's not my prediction Mm -hmm. but then again who knows Uh, but but i think milton will be We'll still be in Chicago. For Numerous Chicago media outlets reporting that it's imminent. Milton Bradley being traded, but no stones Malone on the talkzone.com. <laughs> Two guys in a mic says he doesn't see it happening. And you know what? I am firmly with no stones. I don't think it's happening either. No question about it. Hey, no stones. Great job reporting to us live from Indianapolis. Best of luck down there. Stay out of trouble, and uh, hopefully somebody can join you on the couch this evening at your friend's house. Thank you. No problem, fellas. Thanks for having me on. There it is. Neil, good luck down there. It's No Stones Malone's. There he, he may goes. be in the studio next week. I love No Stones Tremendous Malone. Tremendous individual. He'd be a great hire by any organization in baseball. <laughs> I think that if they're if they're overlooking Neil, they I mean this too, they're making a mistake. <laughs> Neil Malone is a hardworking, hard-charging man with a great background. He knows his baseball. It's only a matter of time for No Stones. All right. With that, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to see if I can uh, shovel my way out of the studio during the break. Mark Carmen and the coach, we're on the talkzone.com. We do it every 10 to 11 central time. If you're enjoying the show, spread the word. We need some help out here. Carmen and the coach, back in a minute on the talkzone.com.
time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Hey, once again, it is the TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us back with Mark Carmen in the studio. Carmine, you alluded to the fact that the Indiana Hoosiers knocked off Pittsburgh yesterday, one of... Uh, a handful of pretty good college basketball games. You want to talk some college hoops? Absolutely. One of our favorite topics here on the TalkZone.com. Two guys and Mike will talk some NBA to our local Chicago Bulls getting maligned this morning for losing to the New Jersey Nets. I think they met the Nets at the wrong time, but I also got to put some kudos into my University of Illinois team, Mark. They were highly impressive last night. Shot like 60% and knocked off number 24 ranked Vanderbilt. The Orange flying high last night. Career high for Jeffrey Jordan, seven points, buried yep. a three from the left wing. Illinois has got a whole bunch of talent down there. It's gonna be. Mm-hmm. They can look very good at sometimes, and then not so good at a little inconsistent early in the year. But potential, depth, and some very very good freshmen. Yeah, I love Bruce Weber. I know he's just a guy that. If he was coming into my living room, I'd want to play from very positive guy, mm-hmm. great coach, X and O guy, and I think Illinois. I mean, you got what Brandon Paul, the freshman, who's looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. He a little up and down, but he is the second bright. coming of X Illini Kendall Gill. I love the freshman point guard. Yep, yep, yep. I'm looking. I, you know, I haven't seen Illinois play a ton this year, coach, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. uh, be able to fake my way through this extremely well. But uh, I will say that they look good in orange, and mm-hmm. they get a great crowd down there, and I love their cheerleaders. DJ and- Richardson, mature beyond his years. By the way, speaking of the Big Ten, how about the uh, one score that really stood out? Northern Iowa. How sweet it is for University of Northern Iowa, UNI, who play in the Utah Dome down there in freezing cold. What city is that? Uh, I know it's, whatever it is, it's like even in the middle of the summer. I know that it's, it's called like the thirty-two unit. degrees. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Uh, you, yeah, no, Northern Iowa. I should know this as an Iowa alum. I believe they come out. Let's call it Burlington. That's not correct, but close enough. But they beat Iowa. They beat the big state schools sixty-seven to fifty. I always love it when one team beats another. Where basically all the players on the one team, a lot of them were guys that wanted to go to the big school, but the big school said, "No, you're not good enough to play for us." Northern Iowa's got a great football team, too. Very competitive yes. on the 1AA. The yep. Hawkeyes, and that is the alma mater, but a complete embarrassment. I believe they're 3-6 and six now. you got Todd Licklider, mm-hmm. their head coach, who I don't want to go at him too hard right now because he's in the hospital, I believe, yep. and he missed his second straight game. But there is some no, he was there. No, no, I believe he was. I don't believe he was. I believe he was there. He has a tear in his carotid artery. He was there. That's not good. I believe I saw him. I might be wrong. I believe Maybe it was a clip I saw. Strong chance, as I'm reading here, Matt Gaden scored 18 to lead Iowa, which played its second game under interim head coach Chad Walthall. Mm-hmm. So okay. the, I believe that Walthall was calling the shots last night. Walthall. It was only a carotid artery. Come on. Yeah. He's going to let a simple carotid artery blockage stop you from coaching? What is a carotid artery, coach, if I we can go play med you know. school here? I never went myself. How about you? I, uh, carotid? Uh, well, I was a PE major, and at times we dabbled with the med students in a possibly an anatomy or physiology class. And I will tell you, I used to keep a ranking of my top five arteries, and my carotid artery, quite <laughs> frankly, was uh, number two. You know, the last time I was here was Monday, and we did a two kidneys, one liver experiment. Yes. We got through that. Now we're on to the carotid artery. Yeah. One uh, of my favorite arteries. Good artery. Does it's, a nice job. It's very valuable. It's a big-time artery. Absolutely. No, but back to basketball. <laughs> Iowa, a complete nightmare, and uh, they look like they're going to be wrapping up the basement of the Big Ten. Yep. So. Yep. 
I'm looking forward to seeing Northwestern back on the court. They've mm-hmm. got uh, the Wildcats. You didn't go to UIC, the Chicago Invitational Tournament, but beating Notre Dame and Iowa State, two potential NCAA mm-hmm. tournament teams, Northwestern losing their best player, but yet still getting Ws. They get a nice freshman mm-hmm. and an Alex Marco Tulio who can bomb it in from LaGrange. Drew Crawford's had some nice moments also as a freshman. And uh, I'll tell you what, John Scherner, the sophomore, mm-hmm. he's rising up, Coach. Don't sleep on the purple. They're going to be competitive. Our Wildcats are making a move in college basketball. Love to see that nationally. Part of the Jimmy V Classic. Two top 15 teams. Georgetown squeaks by Butler. Great ball game there. Love watching Butler play. And John Thompson the seventh. I forget which John Thompson he is. But one of the many John. Are there more George Foremans or more George John Thompsons? I can't keep track. I'm not sure on that one, Coach. But one thing about the John Thompsons, each one of them Equally intimidating. You get John Thompson in front of you, yes. you are just going to say exactly whatever he yep. wants you to say. You got it, John. You didn't yep. like what I said there? Okay, let me change it up, John. What exactly do you need? Mm-hmm. But uh, he's done a great job at Georgetown. And mm-hmm. I think Ahoy. it's John Thompson the third. That's correct. Number three. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about being a one, two, or three? What happens if you were John Cone the third? Would that bother you? Yeah, it wouldn't be my first choice. Right. I still like George Foreman, who, correct me if I'm wrong, did he not have like seven sons and every one of them named George? I love the four. And he used to kid. He said it would make it easy on his wife because when dinner time would come, she would just call, hey, George, time for dinner. Does each foreman get their own foreman grill? How does that work? Do they all have like a different size foreman? How do they distinguish which foreman they get? I can't answer that, but I will tell you, I did get a George foreman grill two years ago. Have not used it. For a Christmas present. I did unpack it, and the owner's manual and the grill are still there. I was so excited to get it. But uh, the learning curve, learning how to use it, I have not. If any, if anybody out there can help me out, if you're a George Foreman grill guy, and there's many of you out there, uh, give me a quick lesson because it still uh, has been unused. There's never been a greater hoax in all of marketing than the George Foreman grill. You can't cook that in a regular frying pan, of course you can, but the Foreman grill, the fat seeps off. You yeah, do. It's, the, it's the slanted base. The, That's the key. The slanted Foreman. Yeah, one of the I, I don't believe in it. It's one of the greater hoaxes of all time. Somehow yeah. Foreman created <laughs> the fattest guy on the planet. Yeah. got to be remotely in shape. Claimed that he had this way of doing it, the Foreman mm-hmm. grill. And the next thing you know, he's he's uh, a millionaire, became a multi 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 oh, yeah. multi millionaire. Yeah, the thing made multis absolutely. You, I don't know how many multis you can stop at, but the, the beauty of it too is you can grill indoors. So that's another selling point. I got to come up with something. The Carmen toilet paper roll. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have it like angled in a different way, so it, so you never have the problem of uh, you know unrolling the toilet paper. It's a thought. An, it's I need to come up with something. It's a thought. The Carmen toilet paper. What possibly you, you might want to possibly look at a different product, but there. Don't kid yourself. There's great ideas out there. All it takes is to find a need in society, find that little niche, that little need, come up with the idea, create it. Great ideas are born each and every minute. You just have to find them. The problem with that one though, Coach. You have to be really intelligent, and I lack a no, certain brain. No, 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 no. You don't think so? No. The guy that invented Twitter, whoever came up with the Twitter, or the Facebook dude, mm-hmm. you think that was a genius, or do you think that just they just fell into I it? I don't think for many great ideas, George Foreman's not a rocket scientist. He's an intelligent guy, but he's not a physicist. You need to think outside the box. You need to be creative, and you need to have the wherewithal and the push and the energy and the work ethic to make that idea go. But, no, you don't have to be a genius, in my particular opinion. So you talked about needing a work ethic. You talked yeah. about needing to be creative. Absolutely. You talked about needing to think outside the box. Yes. I'm 0 for 3. What else do we need? Yeah. 
<laughs> why, why go on from there? George Foreman, by the way, I can't think of anybody who made more of a transformation in his life, personality-wise, than George Foreman. Because those of us that are old, I don't know if you're old enough to remember uh, the... I can. He was a very surly young guy. Yeah. He, As a boxer, he was quiet, never spoke to the public, serious, stone-faced. Yep. And then he went away for, what, close to a decade? You just sold me, Coach. Major transformation. I'm going to become the hardest working guy on the planet. I'm going to become ultra creative. I'm going to come up with something. I don't know what it will be, but when I... If you get married and have six kids, you can name them all Mark. I could, that's not a bad idea, too. I would love a bunch of people with my name. Or if it's a daughter, you can name him Marky. Mark Carmen joining <laughs> the coach here. A few minutes left. We get back to the sports. Most shows, like we talked about before, the hosts are the ones that kind of get you back on track. With our show, folks, we need you, the caller, you, the emailer, to see me and Mark get sidetracked way, way too easily. So we need you to call us up at 888-463-6748 to get us back on the sporting track. It's a little bit of a... Switch over from normal shows, but the two of us can get very easily get sidetracked, Mark. It's well, a problem. Coach, if you want me to dive back into sports, I was at the Bulls game last night. The, oh, you were there? I was. Professionally the, or personally? Professionally. For the final 27.4 tenths of a second, I, I made it over to the United Center after uh, doing my outstanding uh, job as a producer. So I raced on over there. And uh, I saw Derrick Rose make a beautiful move in the lane and a, hit a very, very tough floating shot to put the Bulls up by one. Then I saw the great Vinny Del Negro choose to have Derrick Rose guard the Nets' best offensive player in Devin Harris. I would have put John Salmons on him. Rose consistently gets beat, and he did again. Harris did hit a tough mm-hmm. shot that put the Nets up by one. And then from there, John Salmons choose to sh- chose to shoot a three-point shot with a hand in his face while Derrick Rose was wide open on the right wing. Salmons was 4 for 12 on the night. Why he took that shot, mm-hmm. and people are saying that it's Vinny's fault. Go tell Derrick Rose to go get the ball. Well, they ran a double screen for Derrick Rose. He wasn't open. And then Rose popped out and was open. John Salmons, I like you as a basketball player, but you're not having a great night. You're not having a great year. There's a lot of time left on the shot clock. Give the ball to Derrick Rose. I, it's 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 a unconscionable choice by him right there. Or you know, you played basketball long enough. Basketball aficionados know out there the defense is at a disadvantage in that situation because they know they're in a no foul situation. So right, I don't mind. I don't. Oh, Derrick Rose has to touch the ball. No. Okay, fine. In my opinion, Derrick Rose doesn't have to have the ball. It's good if he does. But if Johnny Sammons takes the ball strong to the hoop. And now you put the defense at a disadvantage, but to take a contested, right. uncontested, a contested three-pointer, not with two seconds left, but with seven seconds left, inexcusable. Right. Terrible shot, and Salmon's very upset after the ball game, and I went over and talked to him and said, John, do you guys need to maybe have some communication in the locker room, perhaps? Uh, and he looked at me like he wanted to rip my head off and said <laughs> something along the lines of, you know, all that stuff is fine and dandy, but... It comes down to how you play on the court. So talking, he doesn't believe in that really, and I don't disagree with him. It's probably not the greatest question, but what do you ask of John Salmons there? I, sh- mm-hmm. I should have asked him, actually, if I could redo it. So uh, what exactly was going through your mind when you shot that three-pointer with a hand in your face with seven seconds left and Rose was wide open on the wing and it just hit a ridiculously tough shot in the lane and you're having a bad night? That would have been the best question to ask in a somewhat professional manner but that one is it's kind of hard to get there i should have having done it, said that i do agree with you i actually like johnny Sammons as a player bulls fans out there so you want 
Check in, 888-463-6748. Derek Rose had a big night, 27 points, 10 rebounds. You mentioned why was Rose guarding their primary scorer at that point, Devin Harris. My question to you is why is Derek Rose not a great defensive player? He's quick. He's strong. He's athletic. Why is he not a great defensive player instead of a bad one? I, I don't have an answer for you on that one, Coach. It's a thought that I've had many times myself, uh, one that I think about in the middle of the night sometimes. It pops in my head. How can you not be a good defender? Just like you said, super quick. You're big enough. You can jump. Strong. Yeah, you've got the, you're, you're not a weak guy, yet he can't guard anyone. Now it's only his second year in the league and maybe he'll get better, but he should be a lot better defender than he is. I mean, Michael Jordan, not to compare the two at all, but when he came in the league, he wasn't the strongest guy on the planet. He wasn't as big as he was, but he was quick. He was all over people. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't take so long to develop. Here's another thing with the Bulls. Joe Kim Noe last night, Lou Aldang last night, a bunch of them. We're not playing hard for 48 minutes. We play hard in spurts. We play hard in the fourth quarter. But we're really not playing hard for 48 minutes. Now, when you say that, that's a direct shot to me at either yourself or your head coach. I mean, somebody's not motivating you, apparently. I don't really actually believe in what they're saying. I think it's just their talent level is not there. But they all they are all saying we're not playing hard. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if you now, if you're Vinny Del Negro and you hear your own players saying we're not playing hard for 48, how do you address that, or do you not address it? What goes yeah, on? It's a problem, but I always look at it. You know, all right, we're not playing hard. All right, specifically, it's easy to say you're not playing hard, but just in this particular instance, I look at the Bulls. Joakim Noah is one of the best effort. No, I didn't say one of the best centers. One of the best effort centers in the game. Brad Miller plays hard. Derrick Rose. Maybe a little bit. Johnny Sammons, in my opinion, plays hard. Luol Deng, he has a smooth nature to him. One might think he's not playing hard. I think Luol Deng's got a great attitude. He does play hard. Kirk Heinrich always plays hard. Uh, Tyrus Thomas, you know, he's the guy when he's in the ball game. But it's easy to say our team doesn't play hard, but specifically who? And if you break it down player to player, you know what? I don't see one guy out there that you can pick out and say, you know what, he's not hustling. I asked that exact question. Well, is this a, you know, are you talking about yourself or, and basically all they said was as a unit. Now they don't want to call anybody out, but they're saying as a unit, possibly in their defensive rotations mm-hmm. or whatever it is, offensively, maybe they're not setting enough screens or what, I don't know what they're doing wrong exactly, but they said as a mm-hmm. unit collectively, they could be doing a lot more to help or, each other. Or is that just an athlete's way of covering up uh, the fact that they're just not talented enough? That's, see now. That's just a standard, yeah, we got to play harder. Right. Well, maybe it's not so much an indictment on the coach as it is on the team and the GM who put the ball club together. Well, the biggest disappointment over there right now, they're short players. They could add two players on their roster, but they don't want to do it because they don't want to go over the salary cap because it's a dollar-for-dollar tax, and Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't allow them, want them to do it. Now, look, Jerry, you guys are selling out that building now for 11 years straight. You've won exactly one playoff series. If the team is short and you need to go over by a little, I'm not asking you to go out and sign somebody for $10 million, but if there's a veteran out there that can help you that's going to cost you an extra million or two with the amount of money they're making over there, they should be doing that. Now, I understand they're playing for next season, and this year's all about developing Derrick Rose and all that, but still, it's not fair to these guys who are busting their ass every day to, if you can help them a little bit, they, they should do it. 
I don't know if they maybe we'll see that happening down the line here. They had a piece or two, but you know you got you got Heinrich out, you got Thomas out. They don't have any depth. You got Lindsey Hunter who can barely walk, backing up <laughs> at, at point guard. They don't they don't have the the guns right now to compete. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who it would be, but they they could use some reinforcement from the CBA or mm-hmm. or the CBA actually is long gone or from the MBDL or from from anywhere. They could uh, a little enforcement. Sign John Cohn to a ten day and see what he can do. He can hit. You can hit a baseline jumper. A frustrated, very frustrated sports fan, Mark Carmen, in the studio today. Yeah. We appreciate you coming in, Mark. This one hour flies by. I know how frustrated you are in your personal and professional life. I would only hope that our sports teams could not add to your personal frustration. Coach, I am not frustrated about the Bulls. Actually, I could care less. I hope they do well, but, uh, you know, it's not going to keep me up at night. I understand that, uh, it is sports and I'm not one of those guys. I'm so upset. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not that guy. I don't okay. want to be in that corner. All right. I will give you my opinions. And you're not going to hang up and listen for your answer. I am not hanging up and listening for my answer. Right. We just got to do some stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Jim in the car. And when I hang up and listen for my, by the way, if anybody calls up the show, do not, do not hang up and listen for your answer. We are not that type of show. No, we enjoy you. Actually, you know, the callers that come on here, we interview you. Absolutely. It's your show. Absolutely. All right. Carm, thanks for coming in. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Uh, Jordan Burnfield will be in the house. Football Friday coming up later in the week. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job today. Have a great day, everybody, for the TalkZone.com. And two guys and a mic. We'll see you tomorrow at 10.